Greetings, listeners. Welcome back to Costume Station Zero for part two of my talk with uh, Terry Samuels. Hi. And Christina Keller. Hello. What is your stance on screen accuracy? How important is it versus just going for the overall feel of a character? Oh, gosh. It's a toss-up for me. It's like screen accurate is great, but... If you, you know, because I remember, because I was doing, I used to do Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I mm-hmm. kind of stopped right around the time when they wanted screen accurate, mm-hmm. and at that time, I didn't have the funds to do screen accurate, and, you know, I'm like, you know, I can't do this no more, and then I just kind of stopped. Sure. Um, but if you can do screen accurate, go for it, because mm-hmm. I remember someone was posting regarding, like, wanting to build an adipose. Sure. And, you know, I know someone was doing it for Dragon Con this year, and it's not the exact, because I think my adipose, I guess, is kind of screen accurate in some ways. Well, it looks very good. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people, they, you know, like, they have, like, a sh- white shirt, you know, and like, oh, there's yeah, all yeah. white, you mm-hmm. know, and someone was thinking of doing, like, an inflatable, um, like, stay puff or one of these, like, giant white things and just kind of modding it, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, and I actually posted to them, if, you know, if you're going to have fun and you're going to enjoy wearing it, go for it. You know, because I know my oud was so not screen accurate. <laughs> it was horribly not screen accurate. Mm-hmm. So I, if you're going to have fun, have fun. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Sure. I agree. I mean, um, screen accuracy is great if you're really into that and you can afford to do it. But um, really, the most important thing is just having the right read, that the whole thing kind of has the right read. It has the right colors. You know, it's even better if you look kind of like the character and mm-hmm. you can tell that that person put the effort into finding the right wig, the right shoes and everything. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. Well, it's interesting, of course, because, you know, we approach a dodo from how close can we get this with the time and money we have. And we got it pretty close. We could have gone really crazy with it, but I think we got it pretty near the mark in terms of what was available for shoes and uh, finding the skirt. And you really, what, what, by, by the way, everyone, uh, that skirt that she wears, the Fruit Loop hula hoop, I call it hula hoop, but the giant... <laughs> loopy things on the skirt terry had to blow up a uh image of dodo from two different angles to get a one one scale essential pattern and then from there you traced and cut all of those hoops from red felt and had to do them all by hand i mean that that's going above and beyond you're not going crazy on money but i've always said when you save money you spend on time and you totally spent on time yes yeah i mean there's, I mean, okay, I could have had the, um, like, cl- cloth made it like a uh, spoon flower or something, mm. but it just, I don't know. I just, yeah. Less, I, less hands-on, more expensive. Yeah, well, because I did um, the kernel from Danger 5. Malachi did the shape. I did all the feathers. And I try to, you know, make it look as good as I could. Mm-hmm. And lost a few layers of skin in the process. Because of the glue? Hot gluing every feather individually. Ah, that would do it. Yeah, it's it's like, it, it's, when you, when you start a process like this, and you realize that, oh, I can do this, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and do it. Like, mm-hmm. doing all the circles and all that, and, you know, it's like, you realize you could do it. And so you're just, like, you're in the process, you can't give up now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, if we wanted to go crazy, you'd make the dress in like a knit, you'd make it a one piece. And I know we were almost thinking of having the hat made because we couldn't find it with quite the right seams. And at the end of the day, we made a few minor concessions, still has a great read. 
And, you know, it still looks the part just fine. You know, we... And to me, I'm the only person that I've ever seen online who's cosplayed that specific Dodo outfit. So I figure people might give me a pass if the hat isn't totally right. You know what I'm saying? They'll Mm -hmm. probably just be excited to see that somebody did it finally, you know? Yeah, and it was meant to be a budget costume, which it's still money was spent, but not nearly the kind of crazy money that gets spent on, say, like Mary Marvel. Um, (laughs) And and the nice thing about Mary Marvel or Black Canary is that those are just based on comic book characters, which always go through some iteration. So it's just picking your, your favorite version and maybe borrowing little elements from other you know, issues and so forth to kind of put together what you feel is an idealized version. So you have a lot more leeway in terms of quote unquote screen accuracy with a comic book character, especially one that's never been done on screen. Um, or sir, I know black canary has been done, but not that version. So, um, yeah. So I think there's a lot more to be said about a cartoon or comic book character versus I'm going to copy this costume from a, a stage or television or film that this is what they did. Like what they do with Amy, how everybody looks at all the different, or Amy Pond from Doctor Who, they right. look at all the different screenshots and they like start and go and buy specific things. Because I, I actually know somebody, it's like, I don't think it's crazy, but anymore at least. But she bought the outfit that Karen wore at Comic Con to cosplay Karen. <laughs> and I thought that was like, wow <laughs> dedicated <laughs> you know it's like it's like people would analyze the costumes that amy would wear and i think she's like the most cosplayed companion ever and certainly i'll go with that yeah, rose and, is the closest that touches her yeah yeah and it's like people analyze it and they like go and source out everything and i'm thinking wow that that's a lot of effort yeah. That's a lot of dedicated searching, you know, and I guess because it works out well because there's so many people who want to dress as Amy mm-hmm. that they have their basically network. Sure. It's like a Amy Mafia or something. Yeah, like the Rose folks, yeah. But they also get competitive too once that becomes scarce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true. But, you know, our friend Ewan uh, kind of put together a version of what Matt Smith wore at Comic Con 2011 with this like Beastie Boys shirt and everything. It was done more as a joke. Keep in yeah. mind, you know, I don't think he was uh, trying to say, what, you don't recognize me as Matt Smith from Comic-Con 2011? <laughs> but uh, it's it's funny. It's it's that in-joke kind of thing where if you get it, it's great. If not, oh, well. But uh, not that he was doing that as a main costume. I think he just had it on at night yeah. at some point. But um, anyway, I just well, think that stuff's funny. But yeah, I think with for me, I'm kind of spoiled with costuming because I have Malachi. Sure. I get, you know, he if there's something I want, we can make it. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, you want, you know, those ear pods from, you know, that the the Cybermen used? In oh, Doomsday. God. Yes. Mm-hmm. He can make it. I'm just waiting to get one with little rhinestones on it so I can do Jackie Tyler. Uh, <laughs> more Jackie Tyler love. I, I sense this is happening more and more. More Jackie Tyler. Well, it was crazy. I was in line to get her autograph. And normally I don't pay for autographs. It's just, it's just a sure. new thing that I started doing. Mm-hmm. And I was in line with this girl and we're talking. We both told her that's like... You, if, you know, if we could pick a TV mom, we would totally want you to be our TV mom mm-hmm. for Jackie Tyler. I, I like Jackie. Nice. It's like, you know, kind of, kind of squee. <laughs> we might have already covered this. I'll ask it again, just in case you have a different answer. But what has been your favorite costume? Adipose. <laughs> I mean, I figured the adipose. I'd be surprised like you didn't say that. It's like, no, I hate my adipose. It's awful. Well, actually, no, I kind of hate it when I'm not wearing it. Oh. I have nowhere to store the damn thing. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, it's bulky. That's that's an issue. It's sitting um behind a couch, kind of like I push the couch far enough back so it's leaning on the bookcases and the couch, and I'm hoping it doesn't distort too much. Mm-hmm. You know, I made an adiposian duvet for it. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, it's Christmas fabric on it and all kinds of scraps that I have. So, yeah, it's it, it's it's a pain in my side right now. So. Terry has a tough choice here. I'm I'm gonna name off all the characters that she's done between costumes we've borrowed, uh, put together, made or or commissioned here, and uh, which which include. Stop me if I stop me if I get this wrong. Uh, Ace from Doctor Who, which is I know one you only you didn't like that one because it was too hot. I remember that. Uh, Sarah Jane in two different versions: the Andy Pandy and the Revenge of the Cyberman camos, uh, thanks to Sarah Falk. But now you have your own version of the latter. Uh, a Mavellan, Mary Marvel, Emma Peel, Dodo Chaplet, Zoe Harriet in the spangly, sparkly spacesuit, uh, Black Canary, and Batgirl. 
And my Star Trek dress. And your, and your Star Trek dress. So that's yes. quite that's quite a quite a range. Now, which of those has been your favorite to wear? Uh, my favorite has been the Mary Marvel um, because I like being a character that there aren't a ton of them. And my specific version is um, modeled off the Captain Marvel costume from the serial from the 40s. Mm -hmm. And I like that I have the wig that goes with that era and everything. And um, I just, I love the costume. Thank you, Vicky, for making it for me. And... Um, Yes. I like the wig. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just love the wig that you have. I get a lot of props for the wig. And um, I got it at um, Hollywood Wig Outfitters, which is on Hollywood Boulevard. They custom styled it for me and did an awesome job. Um, so, yeah, the wig, I just feel like, really helps to make the costume. And the fact that I have custom-made boots, you know, you don't really see that very often. Yeah, no, it's uh, and that that wig was modeled after um, both uh, Judy Garland and Ava Gardner, and J Judy Garland was apparently the model they based uh, the, the look of Mary Marvel on back in the '40s when they first premiered her. So we we try to be we try to keep all that in mind when uh, making choices to to keep it in line with the Tom Tyler look of, of the Captain Marvel I have, and we are still trying to work on a Captain Marvel Junior, folks. So hopefully in another year we'll have a proper '40s Marvel family rocking. Um, uh, so what do you, what would you say is the most important thing you've learned uh, in this hobby doing this? It's really helpful um, to have friends that know how to make props yes. or to give you hints on where to get a wig or where to find those shoes um, because where would you know where to start? I mean, it's so overwhelming, you know, just having a whole bunch of different people that you can refer to who can give you advice. Yeah, branching out, networking. Definitely. Because mm -hmm. I know my skit would have been completely boring if I, you know, we didn't bump into you guys. <laughs> yeah. At Wally's party. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because I have a picture with, with you and a couple other guys just as various doctors from my first Comic-Con experience and my son's first Comic-Con experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, he was, he got all excited when he met you guys. And he, he had like a huge grin on his face and he was like, oh, I met the doctors, you know. And awesome. Yeah. So, and then like a couple years later, it's like, oh. You know, it's like I look back at like some of my old Comic Con pictures and like there you guys are, and then at a bowling alley at someone's party. Yeah, you know it's no, it's true. Uh, Scott and I talk about how you know when we met, I wasn't in costume; he was dressed as Batman. And then when we did meet in costume, we still didn't exchange info for another year. <laughs> and you know, it's funny how these things slowly happen. And even then, while we stayed in touch, we didn't start really hanging out um, probably until early '08. And just mm -hmm. there were a lot of circumstances that kind of led to that. And actually, a lot of that um, came the uh, the Thursday night meetups that I do. So, Well, yeah, because I met, um, well, I, I bumped into, I think it was Scott and Vicky, or maybe you guys too, at a um, at, at City of Hope Cancer Survivors Picnic. We went I, there. Oh, well, was... It was them as Batman and and whatnot. And, you know, it's like we keep bump we kept bumping. Everybody knows everybody in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And thanks to the web, it, it's just uh, a person. It's it literally is less than six degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and today, really, even if you don't know anyone, thanks to the web and forums and Facebook and so on, it's very easy to connect with people or at least find out the information you need to get started um, for for base stuff. Like for boots, for instance, if people don't know, and I'll post a link, uh, they were made by Durans in Los Angeles, and they're really great. If you're local, they're great to deal with. Even if you're not local, you can still make it work out. It's just a little more time on your hands. Um, but I, that's part of the reason I want to do this. I do want to share this information, and whenever possible, even if we can't hit every nitty-gritty, I'm going to put up the links to various breakdowns, and I'm happy to put up a, a shout-out to Wig Outfitters and Durans and you know people like Vicky and so forth. So, um, you know, because there's a lot of talent out there, you know, that, that should be Yeah, utilized. I can't imagine having to, to do costuming like this before the internet. But clearly it, it happened. It's, yes. it's very fascinating yes. to talk to some of my friends who were doing this back in the 70s and 80s. And they always tell me, if you think of it like this, uh, you're trying to do this uh, on your own, figuring it out with whatever local hobby shops or Michaels or Joann's or, or the equivalents are around you. And uh, many a time I'm hearing stories about how you're finding what few fan magazines are out and available or, or what few books are published that cover the character you like. And every time it's on TV or you've got an old VHS recording, you're literally taking a photo of the television <laughs> uh, with a 35 mil camera or a Polaroid or trying to get a fuzzy pause. And it's like, but that's what you're stuck with doing. 
you know, which is which is also why I think back then screen accuracy was not as big of a deal because yeah. how how close could you get it with those limited resources, you know? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a family of non geeks, mm-hmm. so I kind of try to hide my geek my geekishness geekishness. You know, because I remember watching Star Trek for the first time and nobody, my mom was like, why are you watching that? (laughs) (laughs) Because of Wesley Crusher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's like, I, yeah, growing up, I had nobody in my family embracing geekiness and I kind of, kind of shied away from that. I was going to ask if it was original or next gen, but that answers my question. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a. I was a Wesley Crusher fan. I was I was like eight. That's fine. That's fine. Everyone's got. <laughs> hey, if you well, if you had said it was Adric, I might have been like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, that's fine. There's a hey, there's a skit for us. Let's have Adric and uh, Wesley team up. <laughs> <sighs> Forget I said that. Anyway, um, uh, but uh, what uh, what would you say then is your number one tip to anyone starting out in the hobby? Have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have fun. Don't be too serious, you know, and don't, um... If you don't have fun and it's not enjoyable, you're not going to want to keep doing it. Well, that's like anything in life. Yeah, so definitely, you know, go at it. If Do what you can with what you have available and your skills, because your skills will improve. Mm -hmm. I'm proof of that. Yes. (laughs) So, I, I did nothing like this before. I was... My family's not creative, really. Um, I'm sort of creative, and my creativity has blossomed since doing things like this. Uh, what would you say has been your most stressful uh, costume to work on? Whether it's been one you've worn or one you've helped on. Even if it was just a deadline issue or a <laughs> When a isn't there a issue. deadline okay. issue? Okay, <laughs> there almost always is a deadline <laughs> issue, but sometimes that's it's more exasperated than others. Um, you know, usually it tends to be the, the crazy monstery kind of costumes, but, um, but sometimes, uh, what is it... Um, uh, I don't know, finding the right zipper pull or ring for a belt on an Emma Peel can cause you as much aggravation as trying to foam construct oh, a monster. God, you know what? Uh, I remember uh, Malachi wanted to do uh, some Battlestar Galactica flight suits. The new Battlestar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to do that as costumes for some reason. And Because at that point, I wasn't doing any kind of costuming. But I actually kind of got into it because we are trying to find the right fabric for it Mm -hmm. and we actually went downtown and got some sort of right shininess material and it was kind of it just seemed right but it was a wrong color Mm. and it wasn't something you could dye so I had at the time I was I worked like a block away from a Michaels Mm. and so on my lunch hour I was going there and like buying different types of fabric paints and whatnot and then I started playing because I had a very relaxed job so I had some downtime so I was in the office like painting the material trying to blend colors to get the right shade Mm -hmm. to make it work and I actually did find it and we ended up never making the costume (laughs) (laughs) the near miss costumes that's a new question I didn't even think of that But yeah, it's just I found the right shade, but I to do it on such a large scale. Sure, sure. You know, it's like sure, it's easy to do a little swatch, but yep. try color match because I hate color matching. Yes, <laughs> color matching is because problematic. I, yeah, I've been trying to match the right right shade for the little tardises I make, mm-hmm. and just getting the right shade of blue. Mm-hmm. I have all different shades. Yes. So and I and each one I like better than the last one. And then I look at the third or fourth one I've done previous, and it's like, oh, well, I like that one better. Color matching. Nice Bane thing, of my though, existence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, then, oh, yeah, don't get us started on paisleys and turquoise and beige. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see Terry over there rolling her eyes at me for some of that. Or or the the time I, I, I definitively found out McGann's coat was green was a frustrating moment. Enlightening, but frustrating all the same. Uh, but I was going to say with your TARDIS is what's nice is that you can just say, oh, this is the 80s TARDIS. <laughs> or this is the 60s TARDIS, because there were different shades of blue. So, you know, whenever you think it's bad for, like, the Matt Smith TARDIS, you go, well, that wasn't the one I was doing. And people go, oh, uh. <laughs> you can get back up. Uh. <laughs> yes, it's for, I, I even have purple ones. Purple. I got bored, and I'm like, oh, I have some extra resin I'm pouring. Oh, let me just, I have purple, I have lime green, I have. Nice. I have. I have fun rainbow TARDIS. Like, rainbow Daleks have rainbow TARDISes. Well, don't forget pink for the Happiness Patrol variant. I think I might have done like a well more of a dark pink like I guess mm-hmm. fuchsia-ish pink mm-hmm. 
So I have that too. Yeah, keep that in mind. There's there's some people who might want it. Like, oh, happiness patrol. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I like. I I have like clear glitter ones. Oh, that's cute. Wow. Yeah, I got bored. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's the dematerialization variant. There you go. That's uh, ooh, great way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Huh? See. Mm, well, thinking. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, what about you, Terry? Most stressful costume you worked on? Um. Gosh, I, you know, honestly, I don't think any of them were too stressful. Um, That's not what you were saying when you were sewing on those dodo uh, circles. Okay, yeah, sewing on the circles on the dodo skirt was stressful because I was literally doing that just The like, weekend before the con. Yes, yeah. and so I was like, oh my god, well, what if I don't get this done in time? Well, the world's not going to implode, but it seems like it's going to to yeah, you. At the time, yeah. you always think, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this, and then, but when you get there, nobody even notices any of the flaws. Usually. Yeah. I'll say nine times out of ten. Well, we had issues with when we did the, the City of Hope event. Mm -hmm. We had always, like, I think two years in a row, we had these two kids that kept going up to Malachi in his various costumes. I think uh, when he was in his war machine. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're just some guy in a suit. <laughs> Who, what do you look like under there? You're just, you're just a man in there, aren't you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, it gets kind of... Yeah, kids. Hmm. They they want to act defiant, like I don't believe the fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, great when they do though. But no, but then there are people who are like, oh my god, that's so amazing, you know? And, yep. And it's, it's like, it oh, you don't see that that it's starting to peel here, or it's starting to rip a little bit there, or it's, and I just chalk that up to battle damage. Nice. Yeah. You know? When it's a robot, you could say battle damage. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any robot, any robot Battle damage that. solves all your problems. Oh, yeah. And hey, it gives it more character. It gives yeah. it more lived-in feeling. Yeah, and what is it, like the 10-foot rule? If it looks good from like 10 feet away, you're, you're set. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what costumes are you working on right now, or do you have planned to do, say, within the next year? Um, well, I've had plans for, for a costume, that I, but I need another person to do it with me, and I, and I want to make sure I can, you know, do it right, but... That's not going to happen within the year. But I was thinking of doing um, Android from the Bad Wolf episode. Oh, oh, Android. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I want to do Trini or Zuzana, but I need somebody else. Mm -hmm. So um, there's that. I'm, I think I want to do Android or maybe a Lego Doctor. Oh. I actually have all the materials for it. And was gonna, I was going to do it um, at the 2012 um, Gallifrey, mm -hmm. but we were just too exhausted sure, but sure. i had all the materials and stuff to do it so it's kind of prepped yeah it is i might i might be the lego doctor and i actually made a um a um broom a larger scale broom mm -hmm. and um with yarn that actually kind of has like that mop feel to it and which was stupid for me to even attempt to do it out of yarn i should just mm -hmm. bought a mop head but i actually took a pvc pipe and i kind of sanded it and stained it so it actually looked like a wood handle mm. why i did that i will never know just to experiment but it looked really good too but mm -hmm. yeah i that was that was my craziness was like last minute sure i should be working on the adipose no wait let me work on something that i'm not gonna finish mm. procrastination so but yeah um but in the future i would love to do um something from planet of the apes the original um, series like the original. like zira mm-hmm or something, yeah, because um, I love Planet of the Apes. I saw someone at um, Comic-Con a couple years ago dressed up as Zira, mm -hmm. and I'm like, it looks so good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's possible. It's doable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Vicky Sebring's um, cat nurse, uh, yeah. Novice Haim. Novice Haim. Yeah, so it's like she does the face makeup. She's done it, cons like, every you know every year she basically does it. And it's like, okay, it's doable. I'm, I'm kind of wanting to do the Zira. Nice. So. Nice. One day. Some classic apes. Yeah, that'd yes, be fun. Yes, definitely. None of that Tim Burton crap. Yes. But, you know, of course, I don't really want to do the, the new version. But even though the movie is awesome. Oh, right. Rise of the Ape, yeah. Yes. I, I don't know if I want to do, you know, CGI version. Because that would just be pain in the ass. Yeah, that's the problem, though. It's CG, so it doesn't lend itself to Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. But it was a really good movie. Compared I, to the other one. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I have no love for the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I, I don't either. But, um, but you can't deny it's out there. Terry, I know you and I have discussed a lot of options and ideas for the next Gallifrey and, and uh, 
Comic-Con, but uh, what would you say is top of your list that's coming up? Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to end up doing um, the Zoe outfit from uh, the Crotons. Mm -hmm. I've already got the fabric for that. Um, and I've been thinking of doing an Isis, but I'm not really sure whether I want to do the live-action version one from the 70s or like a different one. And uh, thinking about doing a 40s-style Wonder Woman, like her very first incarnation from the comics. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that is it for now. You've given up on the idea of Hawkgirl? Hawkgirl is great. Yeah, I just don't know how I'm going to do those wings. So yeah. I mean, Malachi's done wings before. Oh, oh. yeah, see, uh -oh. networking. Feather in the cap, no pun intended. <laughs> Um, as long as I don't lose any, like, fingertip skin, you know, I'll, I'll help. <laughs> nice. You can only lose so much skin on your fingers. Uh, I know another idea we, we talked about, but it's so obscure that who knows when it'll actually happen, is the 50s Batwoman um, from the old Silver Age Batman comics. I, I really like that character. I think she's really cool, mm -hmm. and um, I just don't know how many people would get it. Yeah. Um, It'd be one of those things where it'd be cool, even if you don't get it, but yeah, you'd probably only get like 10% of the people knowing what it is. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to work on um, doing a Hoppy the Marvel Bunny, um, even if it's just a little stuffed animal with a costume on to go uh, with my Mary Marvel so I can carry him around with me. Yeah. Make it your purse. Oh, uh -oh. that would be awesome. <laughs> little mascot Hoppy. Yeah, I know we first talked about it being like a full-size human mascot, but it'll be too uncomfortable and kind of strange. But I think a little stuffed Hoppy kind of... Maybe not little, little, but kind of mid-sized little would be nice. Yeah, it'd be cute. For they the create like a little like strap that you can kind of like when you're holding it and like put your water in there and make mm -hmm. a little backpack version of it. Make it look like he's hanging on your shoulder, peeking over or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we we can talk about that. I'm sure. I'm sure between all the brain power we've got, we'll figure it out. In worst case, there's always the bright folks on the RPF where I could throw it out and be like, "Hey guys, so any thoughts on doing a stuffed hoppy?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any celebrity experiences you'd like to share with your costuming? Um, well, we did uh, meet Matt Smith and Karen Gillian um, in 2011 mm -hmm. at Comic-Con in San Diego. And uh, I was wearing my Dodo outfit at the time. And Matt just kind of looked me up and down like with this quizzical expression on his face <laughs> like, who are you? He didn't say anything. But then later on when he went on, was it the Graham Norton, Graham Norton show? show? Yeah. yeah. He's like, who's this? And he pointed at my picture and I was like, oh my God. Oh, so funny. So but you got a shout out though. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. I'm oh. so jealous of that experience. I sprained my ankle. Oh. Oh my. Before all this, because I was in line for, um, for the panel mm -hmm. and I like, it was in the, you know, dreaded hall H and I'm walking, and then my foot went into a drain ditch. Yes. You told me about this. And I just, I, my foot stayed. I went. Oh. <laughs> and so I had Ooh. to get, you know, wheelchair to um, to first aid. And they're like, oh, you need to go to the hospital. You probably tore something. And I'm like, no, I have a doctor to see. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just get me, get me a wheelchair that I can rent. And... Malachi pushed me through there and I'm like in pain and I'm like we need to get there we still have like 30 minutes left and as soon as I got there they're like very hospi hospitable to me they're like oh we've been expecting you and they brought me in sat me centered up near the front and I got there for the Q&A nice <laughs> and then I couldn't get upstairs for the for the photo op and stuff and so. the autographs yeah yeah Oh, um, the executive producer, Caroline, Caroline Skinner. Mm -hmm. um, I got in line last minute um, because um, I know someone who was in, who was running the line. And so she's like, oh, yeah, no, just because I was like right at the very end. And I go up there and they started taking pictures of the bag I was using because it was from, you know, the BBC America giveaway from like 2010 or something like that or mm -hmm. one of those old ones that they don't do anymore and so the, so they started taking pictures of my bag and they saw that I was wearing a Dr. Hooves shirt I was like oh I haven't seen that shirt before and they took a picture of my shirt they saw my TARDIS earrings they took a picture of my I'm like wait a second why are you taking pictures of me mm. you know and because they they had known my adipose because they had talked about it and so she's like oh yeah I know who you are I've heard of you and then she, she signed I think you know to the famous adipose nice so it's like it was crazy, like having you know somebody that everybody's going to get an autograph from taking pictures of me. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of kind of a weird kind of like weirdness, 
But, uh, but yeah, I guess, um, my, like, some of the other costume experiences I had was just, like, Gallifrey when I was the Adipose, you know, mm -hmm. Paul McGann petting me, you know, asking me about my costume, everybody fondling my Adipose and weird way celebrity wrong, well, <laughs> well getting inside with barnaby edwards was was that was kind of kind of fun you know yeah. it's all like operator inside of an adipose yes that's something you have every day yes so i assume a lot of the people at bbc had knew none about you because they they must have had people or friends at gallifrey who took photos well, and talked about it um actually um one of the people who worked at the bbc booth um she suggested my costume mm. she's like oh well because because we were like oh well yeah we can make you know, any costume, what would you want to, what would you want to see most? And she's like, a giant adipose. <laughs> and we're like, okay. Mm -hmm. And we did it. Nice. So it's like, yeah, she, you know, she didn't think we could do it and we proved her wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, so. yeah, it pays to, to like be friendly with, with people. Oh yes. But yeah. that should be a rule of life and not just yes. cosplay. Um, uh, I know we, we talked in general, but Terry, do you have any other Doctor Who companions you've thought about doing outside of Sarah Jane and, and Zoe? And I know that the new ones don't tend to hold a lot of allure for you, but... Uh... You know, I briefly considered um, doing an Amy, mm -hmm. um, but I I don't really want to have to compete with a million other people dressed as the same yep. character and having to duke it out for exactly. that specific shirt or something. And um, <laughs> so maybe, you know, didn't we talk about... Um, uh, you mentioned that I would make a good Victoria, so that's something that I'll look at. Yeah, I think Victoria would be fun. I know that that came up with Vaughn, because Vaughn's always keen on doing another variant TARDIS crew, so that's a possibility. And uh, I know we talked a little bit about Mel. Mel, yes. From the Seventh Doctor era, and technically Sixth Doctor, but I always think we're more Seven for some reason. And, uh, and maybe one of the Romanas with the right wig. Mm -hmm. Um, I think naturally you lend yourself better to Romana one, but then again, I've always I've always put a little bird in Steve's ear about oh, we could do that cool Romana two outfit from Destiny because I, I love that outfit so much the pink the pink variant of the Tom Baker look mm. with the white scarf uh, would be a lot of fun. It's been done a few times uh, elsewhere, but uh, still don't let it stop you from doing an awesome version from yourself. I would say. Well, because one of the things that's bothered me the most is like like you said about the Amy's. There's like so many of them fighting for you know getting the right costume pieces um i like to, i like being unique sure and you know if there's there's i would love to do an amy because you know amy is very feisty and fun and i just want to be able to you know stand next to a rory and fit sure yeah <laughs> so um i would love to do that but it's just there's so many of them mm -hmm. and at some point i would love to do a companion but it's like i don't know if i want to go crazy and actually you know get a wig you know and it's a lot of dedication to wear it because wigs, I guess, are really uncomfortable at times. They can be itchy and hot. Yeah. So, but it depends on the wig. Yeah, so I'm hoping maybe to find a nice brunette companion, so I don't have to. There's a lot of those though. <laughs> I know it's like the new one. She's a brunette, but I I bet there's gonna be people fighting over because I know people were already trying to match up um, her costume pieces from like the set photos already. Sure, of course. So yeah, that happens. That might not work. <laughs> And well, I'm probably too old to be her. <laughs> well, there's always the femme doctor, right? You could always uh, do either crossplay or do a feminized doctor. See, I would, I would probably do the crossplay version of it more. Mm -hmm. it just seems, I don't know. I, I would love to do a crossplay version of Jack. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of Jack love. Sure, sure, understand. Jack's cool. You know, with uh, Malachi's love of robots, you could always do. Oh, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. A Robo Doctor. Ooh. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. That's probably better than Lego Doctor. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Just Robot an idea. Doctor. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, no, because I, I know every time I see, like, the, the previews from the new season, I'm like, ooh, what can we do? What can we do? Ooh, that looks good. What can we do? And then, like, just watching the, the first episode of the new season, it's like the easy thing to do is those the new human Dalek hybrid things, you mm -hmm. know, with the thing coming out your hand and on your forehead. I'm like, that's easy. Yep, Dalek puppet. Yes, yeah. I like the Dalek puppet. Is that what they're called now? Well, like, you kind of kept referring to them as like human puppets of the Daleks. Oh, okay, Dalek yeah. puppet. I want to be a Dalek puppet. It's so mm -hmm. simple. I could throw that together. <laughs> but the blue LED light would be kind of weird on the forehead, though. Yeah, you know. I like the... Yeah, that would be better. The thing on the head. <laughs> the eye stock on the, <laughs> yeah, the eye stock on the forehead. I know. I'm so technical. The thingy and the whatchamahoosit and mm -hmm. whatchamacallit. As you do. 
um, uh, another question I like to ask people: What's been the uh, most common or strangest misidentification you've gotten for your character? Oh, I got a lot. <laughs> okay, so um, for my uh, for my Ood, um, when I was carrying around the head, they thought it was like some some like alien character from mm -hmm. the movie. And I'm like, no, it's an ood, and they couldn't get it. Um, but then now for the best ones, the adipose. They thought I was Kirby. <laughs> right. Um, Jigglypuff. Mm -hmm. from, is, is that the one from, from Pokemon? I the guess. The white thing? They thought it was a ghost, uh -huh. uh, just a general ghost. And then they thought it was a ghost from Pac-Man. Oh, never um, thought about that. And, um... Marshmallow, or they said I was a marshmallow, or some people actually refer to, oh, you're a Stay Puff marshmallow, and I'm looking at my suit, and I'm like, there's no, no major way. connection to that. Yeah, there's there's no blue ribbons on here, yeah. or anything like that, and so anything that's big and white, they kind of thought I was. Gotcha. They th oh, someone thought I was. Um, well, the the person who attacked me thought I was a hug machine. Oh. Um, and then someone, what did they say? Someone thought I was a dewdrop. Wow. I have good hearing inside that costume. Do you, are, do you mean like a dot, like the candy? I don't know what they just said. Do job. Okay, all right. And people are like, I don't know what that thing is, but I'm gonna take a picture with it. Sure. You know, sure. and sometimes that's and, all it takes. And so people are standing next to me. They're talking. Like, I don't know what it is. What is he? What is he? And I'm like, Oh gosh. Yeah. I can hear them, but they can't hear me. Yeah. Or they don't know they're being heard. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. A friend, uh, Michael. Um. He was talking. To, we're thinking about making it so we can have like a a speaker where it. You know, I can talk out of it, mm -hmm. or like play music mm -hmm. through it, and so because like, cause my adipose like I can dance in it. Like when I'm when I'm in the mood, I can I get a lot of movement out of it. Yeah. Unless unless I'm not in the mood to to move, I'm like oh god, I'm so tired. But no, I can. Then you shuffle. Yeah. Well, you know, when I dance, I call it the adipose shuffle. That's nice. So yeah, no, it's it, it's weird and crazy, but that's it, this hobby. At the time I'm doing it, it's fun. But when I talk about it after, I'm like. Oh, God, did I just do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez, why did I do that? <laughs> At least I didn't fall on my face. <laughs> but I had plenty of padding for it. Nice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you won't get hurt. Um, what about you, Terry? I don't know that I've had any misidentifications. Um, a lot of people didn't know who I was in my Emma Peel costume this year at Comic-Con when I was just alone. Mm -hmm. You know, but a lot of people would come up to me and just kind of gently say, so who are you supposed to be? And I'm flattered that they at least went to the trouble to ask, sure. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, so at least I can tell them, you know. I'm sure a lot of people at Comic-Con didn't know who I was when I was dressed as a Mavellan. Mm -hmm. um, but you only wore it for a couple of hours at Comic-Con. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think along with how I get misidentified as the Flash as Captain Marvel, I think you've gotten Miss Flash or Female Flash, right? Or Flash Girl, Flash or, girl. <laughs> you know, just whatever, you know. Flash Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was I was thinking about that too. The problem with characters like Sarah Jane and um, Dodo is that they're so off the trail that if you don't know Doctor Who, you're just like, I don't know what that is. Um, and I can't think if there's been any strange. I mean, I'm trying to think back to anybody calling you odd names or. Or are you telling me this guy, you know, called me a broccoli or something? I'm not saying he did, but. <laughs> and you're not even green. <laughs> well, because I guess when you're when in certain costumes where it can pose a streetwear, mm -hmm. that's when you know only a true fan would recognize yeah. you. Yeah. So it's like I know it's probably as a companion, you probably people would be like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then they'll walk don't past. Clock it. Yeah. yeah, and then you see people who are like are like chasing you down, trying to like get a hold of you to take a picture. You know. The big difference between the fan and the non-fan of that particular character yeah. or show. Um, but I guess it makes it easier to travel through the convention center. It does. Because yes. I know with Malin, his his our first Iron Man, it took us like six hours to literally if while wearing it to get from one end of the convention center to the other end. And we just had to start, like, taking off pieces and people still stopped us. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of awkward. Uh, so what, what places do you find you go to the most for uh, costume materials? Gosh, well, the wig store. Jeez, we've gotten so many wigs there. And mm -hmm. um, Michael's, I guess, and Joanne's, of course. Um, well, we always hit, uh, it seems like we always hit International Silk and Woolens, FNS Fabrics, um, Michael Levine, B Black and Sons in in Los Angeles. Those are all the big yeah. ones, pretty mm -hmm. much. 
fabric stores. At least you know the names of the places. Yeah. We just walk around trying to find the pieces and, you know, one person will give us a deal and then they, or not, and we'll go to the next one. So it's like we try to, because uh, like Michael Levine's has a lot of selection, but they're more expensive. So that's kind of like our last resort. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like go to all like the smaller places yeah. around or um, like in the case of the adipose fleece, um, which I would not recommend just getting regular fleece from the store mm -hmm. because it is a dirt magnet. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, go to Joanne's with a 40% off coupon. Yeah, coupons are great. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of where we get stuff is like Michael's, Joanne's, um, Beverly's, which is, I don't know if everybody has a Beverly's or not. Um, and then um, downtown for fabric. I, or I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you um, have a fabric district. Yes, yes. Big cities, fabric districts, really good. Um, sometimes the internet, but for the most for the most part the costumes that we do are mostly in foam so um atlas foam atlas uh, foam i agree yeah. good place compared to some of the other overpriced places um, yeah there's some other but you're right atlas foam probably yeah and um then there's various places to get the glue that we use for our costumes which i don't remember the name of there's a leather place save more leather is where he gets it mm -hmm. um but yeah, you sometimes you you need like a resale license for some of the glues, unfortunately. Mm. So it's, it's kind of complicated. Um, but yeah, and thrift stores. Power of the thrift store. Yeah. Yes. Some people dismiss them too much, and it, it always is a, a crapshoot. But man, sometimes when you get lucky. Or in, uh, in your case, going to like those um, Western warehouses. Oh, the Western Costume yeah. Sale, yeah. yeah. If you're lucky enough to live in uh, the Los Angeles area uh, or SoCal area, definitely check out the Western Costume Sale they do uh, every year. It's only one day, but sometimes you can find some neat stuff that can be repurposed. And even if it's not something you're looking for for your current project, it might be something for something on your plate coming up in the next year or so. Or maybe a costume you always wanted to do and go, oh, wait a minute, this would be perfect for that pirate or something. Arr. So, our. <laughs> Um, so I definitely recommend you check it out. Granted, at this point, the, the word's spreading on that, so I've noticed there's more and more people going. I saw pictures of the line that you yeah. took. That was crazy. Yeah, it, it gets, it's been getting crazier every year, but it's only been going a few years. But still worth checking out. You never know what you might find, especially for vintage wear. Yeah. And uh, even better if you fit small sizes, I find. Because mm, people were smaller back then. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's what they're willing to sell you. Oh. That's the other thing. Because they need the larger sizes. Yes, to stay in rotation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and hardware stores. Oh, of course. Yes. Good old hardware stores. Home Depot, Osh, all of the above. Yeah, because the difference between uh, her and I is that most of my costumes are done with, with like, hardware pieces and, you know, no clothing involved, really. Mm-hmm. God, you, I envy. I envy the clothing costumes. Do you have a greater sense of satisfaction when you have to look and find items like that one piece for the Black Canary versus going and making an item like the dodo skirt or the, the foam piece, or I'm sorry, foam body for the adipose? I guess there's just more of a sense of satisfaction if you're actually making something by hand. I mm -hmm. mean, because it, it's uh, just finding those metal rings for my belt for the MPL and the zipper and everything it I had to go through a few different places I mean it was online so it was easier but it it can be a little frustrating sometimes you mm -hmm. know you feel like you're so close it should be so simple to just find a zipper yeah, and yeah. It's like, no always when you're looking for it you can't find it and with my costume there really wasn't buying it anywhere <laughs> in either no, places I know, yeah but... um but I compared to like um, you know, some of the other options there were to try to make it. I am happy that the way mine turned out, mm -hmm. um, I just, it just, you know, looks nicer. And of course, you know, I'm, I want to do upgrades eventually. So like upgrade it to like a polar fleece or something like that. That's more stain resistant, but then I'd feel a lot better and I, I wouldn't mind wearing it as much. You talk also about how um, part of the enthusiasm for this comes from your love of a particular show or character. So for like the Adipose and all this Doctor Who, you're a big Who fan, so you yes. get a lot out of it. Now, Terry, I know that you you were a fan of some of this, but some of it you kind of got into, like some of the Doctor Who stuff, especially some of the classics. Mary Marvel, you weren't terribly familiar with until we started diving into that costume. And uh, Emma Peel and Star Trek. I know that a lot of watching the Star Treks on Blu-ray, I think, helped foster your interest in that and since we did the avengers um we've been going through the episodes and do you find that getting into the shows and becoming fans of the shows has helped like your your love and pursuit of this 
Oh, for sure. I mean, you want to be interested in the character. You want to really admire them. And it's just that excitement that kind of drives you to do Definitely. a good job. Yeah. Because yeah, if you don't like the show, it's just more of like a hassle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, God, this again. Right. Well, you know, but sometimes you might just really like the costume itself, even if you're not yeah. a fan, per se, of the show. Um, I know that, like, yeah, like in the case of Ace, which wasn't really your costume, say, for a couple of elements, you're, you seem to have almost no interest in ever revisiting it because you've seen, and not that you've seen a whole lot of the Seventh Doctor era, but it's not like that's really attracted you and you just found it an uncomfortable costume. You know what? There's something to be said when you're wearing a costume that flatters you, and it's like, you know for your shape or your height what looks good on you so i tend to gravitate toward those things or certain Mm -hmm. colors i don't you know want to wear a drab costume or something Mm -hmm. that makes me look bad so yeah and especially things that are really hot i mean i get hot really easily so Mm -hmm. i don't want to wear like a heavy jacket when i'm at a place where there's a hundred thousand people and crowds and stuff so yeah i guess also it you know if you're doing it as a group and, you know, everybody else is, like, all gung-ho about it and, like, are really excited about it. You can kind of feed off of that energy. True. You may not like, the you know, the character or you may not even like the show, but you can get into it that way. It's like, oh, everybody else is having a good time. Oh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, forget about why I don't like this and, you know, have fun. Mm-hmm. You, you know you're pulling your end and it's going to help make, make this great complete group. Yes. Right. Yeah, and I've I've helped out with random projects that... I'm like, well, okay, Mm -hmm. sure, I'll help. And then you get, like, I really wasn't too into doing the whole Danger 5 thing. And I took over because Malachi was, like, exhausted and doing a crappy job at that point. (laughs) And I took over and I re-feathered the whole head. And I'm like, this is crazy. (laughs) It's the middle of the night. I'm outside. <laughs> it's you know feathers everywhere, and I start every time like the light outside starts turning on and off. I kind of get all creeped out, and I'm yeah. like listening to my iPod. I was like, oh god, someone's gonna come in with a machete or something to attack me while I'm not looking, and get blood all, all over these feathers. I'm like, ah, crap! <laughs> the first thought it'll ruin the costume. Exactly. Forget about my life. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna move. So I'm gonna go inside and do it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, falling asleep over a costume, uh, something I wholeheartedly recommend everyone has to go through to earn their As spot. long as you don't leave the, the, the glue gun plugged in, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter. You, you might still have a loose tube of uh, super glue somewhere, and that can be dangerous, too. <laughs> oh, it just dries out <laughs> on everything around it. Uh, <laughs> I've had that happen in my mm-hmm. craft box where we had a, a thing of glue, and it just kind of oozed out and all over the bottom, and mm-hmm. I have an interesting modern art piece. Yes, there you go. Modern art piece. Yeah. No, but it's like band-aids need to be utilized in your costumes. Mm-hmm. Because I remember one year I had a razor blade accident on one finger mm-hmm. and a hot glue accident on another finger. Mm. So matching matching boo-boos. Nice, know. nice. The perils of cosplay. Yes. Yes. Band-aids are your friend. In, in Cosplay injuries. Well, we'll, we'll have to start that out. <laughs> uh, I have a few. <laughs> of, of, of razor cuts and super glues and hot yes. glues. Uh-huh. It's like chemical burns oh. on Malachi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting high off of spray paint and glue. That always happens with a lot of that, yeah. Oh, God. I have, because um, I get allergies and stuff like that, and so I was spraying, um, God, I can't remember if it was a thing for Inspector Space Time or the Cybermen, but I remember spray painting silver, and then my allergies were kicking in, and so I'm blowing my nose, and it's silver. Yeah. It's like, yeah, respirator. That would come in handy. Yeah. Why didn't I think of it earlier? Yeah. But then I'll go through the whole process again. It's like, ah, crap, I forgot the respirator again. Yeah. Sometimes you're in a rush or you think, oh, I just have to spray this one little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you just keep going yep. and going. Yep. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't like some funky color silver, you know, kind of looked interesting, I guess. Oh, sure. More modern art. <laughs> um, and, no, At least no. it wasn't neon green. It <laughs> would have been bad. No uh, injuries for you, Terry, in the middle of your, just the odd, what, uh, needle point or something? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I haven't oh, had any injuries. I've had that. A galley, what, I was in the hotel room sewing up the arms to the adipose by hand. And I kept, every time I'd go through, it hit my finger and then go through again. I'm glad there wasn't any blood on it, so mm-hmm. I, I, I did well. Ouch. Well, I've yeah. been thankful for uh, for you braving the silver paint on my Cyberman every time you've had to help me put it on. 
um, both in or out of a hotel room, or help me get it on. As uh, we, we, I know we've we've sworn to never speak of the story at Gallifrey where we had issues with the uh, the jacket of the Cyberman. But uh, yeah, that was it, tough times. All right, um, I'm probably gonna I, edit, I, edit that out. Okay. Well, I remember uh, these. Someone who, who was it? Was it Monique that said it looked like a stripper was killed in the bathroom? <laughs> With the, with the taking off of taking the the Cyberman off of CJ, oh, it looked like a stripper was killed because <laughs> everything was covered with silver, like glitter afterwards. <laughs> I'm imagining that scene in Quick Change when they had to untape uh, Randy Quaid with the money, and they he's in a bathroom stall, and of course you have the the guy listening to this while the you're hearing tape rip and a lot of oh. <laughs> That's what I imagine CJ went through when he had to take my Cyberman off um, to some degree. Not that there's tape involved, thank God, but yeah, it feels like it with that scuba suit. And it's like I said, at Comic Con, they had people running around with like signs that say free, um, free Febreze sprays. Yes. And and they don't even have Febreze with them. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I can use you. Yeah. Because not, well, not for me, but for my yeah. guy. Yeah. Poor guy, because he's dedicated and he'll yeah. wear his costume. And like he'll be like dripping sweat as he yeah. walks. And it's like stop. So it's a good weight loss program, man. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Walking through Comic Con wearing uh, a tight fitting foam costume. Yes. You'll lose twenty pounds. Yes. Forget going to twenty four hour fitness, man. This is the way to go. Cosplaying at Comic Con is a geek's form of exercise. Yes, totally. I you know, I I think we're about to wrap up here, but uh do you have um uh, any place online people can check you out. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I have a shop on Etsy, uh, Mommy Zombie. Cool. And um, Facebook, um, The Mommy Zombie. Nice. I will post links for that as well on uh, the main website posting. Terry, anything you want to put out there? A portfolio on the web or anything? Um, no, you can see uh, pretty much all my costumes on my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember what my... I'll post the link. Okay. Oh. Yes. I have a live journal also, um, Cult of Tardis. Very cool. I, I'm i trying to post more on it, but life... Yes, the universe and everything. Awesome. Well, uh, any final thoughts? Have fun. Just do it. <laughs> Go out there and do it. I don't know. Jump in and do it. Just do it. All right. That's yeah, the... don't wait for your boyfriends to get you involved with this. Yeah. You'll actually have more fun. Because <laughs> they always do all the, the crazy stuff. Yeah, we just had to push you a little bit, and then you're in the pool and you're swimming, right? Yeah. All right. Very yeah. good. We're, we haven't drowned yet, have we? No. No, no matter all the flaws and issues and injuries that Lisa I have dealt with. Nice. <laughs> Keep coming back for more. I'm a glutton for punishment. My God. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Just do it. That'll be the new t-shirt. Uh... <laughs> Or ribbon for Gallifrey. Um, all right. So on that note, I think it's a good point to sign off. So Christina and Terry, thank you so much for being with me. Thank you. It's our pleasure. All right. And we'll be back with more Costume Talk next week on Costume Station Zero.